This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a very special resource called the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. This Bible study tool will help you fully trust the goodness of God and experience God's favor in every area of your life. Find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Living an Anointed Life. If you'll take out your message notes, we're going to continue in the series we've been in now. It's a 12-part series, Living in the Goodness of God. We're looking at the most important or famous chapter in the Bible, Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd. It's only six verses, but it's taking us 12 sessions to get through it because there's so many rich, 12 different metaphors, 12 different pictures of the way God is good to us. And today we come to the fifth verse, Psalm 23, verse five, and we're just looking at one phrase where he says, talking about the goodness of God, you anoint my head with oil. Now what in the world does that mean? You anoint my head with oil. This was written 3,000 years ago. How in the world could it possibly have any relevance to my life today and the goodness of God? Well, you've got to understand what anointing is. What does it mean to be anointed? Well, that depends on who's doing the anointing. If you had your next door neighbor come over to you tomorrow to your house and walk in and they had some oil and they anointed you and they said, uh, I now proclaim you uh, the king of the universe. (laughs) Would that change your life? No, why? Because they don't have any authority to do anything about it. They could say you're the king of rock and roll or whatever, Uh, And it wouldn't make any difference because it depends on who's doing the anointing. Now, I'm putting down a definition here, and there's anointed by God, which is internal, and there's anointed by people, which is external. Let me explain this so we can unwrap it and see all the benefits to your life. Anointed by God is something that happens internally, and I've written here, when God's Holy Spirit gives you insight, or ability, this is supernatural, insight, ability, or stamina, or authority, or protection that you don't normally have in order to do a job that he, God, has chosen you to do. That's anointing. When you are anointed by God, God gives you supernaturally uh, ability that you don't have, or insight, wisdom you don't have, stamina to, to hold up under something you don't have, authority, or even protection that you don't normally have, in order to do a job that God has chosen you to do. That's called anointing in the Bible. Now, anointing by people is something different. It's an outward symbol of the inward thing we just talked about. It's the the external symbol. And anointing by people means when somebody prayerfully applies some oil uh, to your skin as an outward sign of what God is doing inside you. Now, God often does this. He gives us an external symbol of an internal process. The Lord's Supper, communion, is an external symbol 
of uh, the death and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. This is my body and this is my blood using uh, you know, bread and wine, crackers and juice, using symbols that say this is an outward sign of an inward spiritual truth. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward truth. It, it says, I have died to my old way of living. We put them under the water. We bring them back up, and I'm beginning a brand new life. It's a new life. I've been born again, not turn over a new leaf. I got a new life. All my sins have been forgiven, washed away. That's an outward symbol, baptism, of an inward commitment. Now, neither communion nor baptism save you. It, it's like, I call them the wedding ring of the Christian life. This ring was given to me many years ago, 42 years specifically, when I said two words at a ceremony that changed my life. Two words, I do. When I said those two words, I had no idea what I was doing when I said I do. (laughs) And the rest of my life, I'm working out the implications of two words, I do. And Kay will often tell me, this is in the fine print of I do. And I go, oh, that's included too? Yeah, okay, I did and I still do. She gave me this ring. Now, I could lose this ring and I'd still be married. Kay would be upset, and I would actually too, but this doesn't make me married. It's just a symbol. When someone anoints you with oil, there's nothing mystical or magical uh, properties in the oil. Uh, It's simply like the water in baptism is not a special kind of water. It's just water. And an oil and anointing is just olive oil, but it is the symbol of something far more significant, and the faith in the fact that God has anointed you on the inside. Now in the Bible, uh, olive oil specifically is used as a symbol of a lot of things. It's a symbol of God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. It's a symbol of God's presence. It's a symbol of God's blessing on your life. When someone is anointed with oil, it's a symbol that God approves of you. It's a symbol of God's presence, of God's protection, of God's promises. It's a symbol of prosperity. Uh, There are a lot of different uh, meanings to uh, being anointed with oil. It's comfort, it's healing, it's joy. The Bible talks about the oil of joy, the oil of gladness, the oil of salvation, the oil of uh, deliverance. And so it's a symbol of many different things. Now, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the old part of the Bible, uh, only three kinds of people got anointed with oil. You had to be a priest, you had to be a prophet, or you had to be king. And and even today, kings are still anointed with oil, even thousands of years later, as a symbol of God's blessing, God's approval, God's giving them authority and things like that. Uh, And the only people who could actually do it were the priests. Nobody else was allowed to anoint in the Old Testament. In fact, you weren't even allowed to have anointing oil in your home. It was supposed to be that sacred. But when Jesus Christ came and died on the cross, he broke up the old system, and the Bible says the veil in the temple was torn in half, which means you can go directly to God now. You don't need a priest. In the Old Testament, you had to go through a priest to get to God. You had to pray through a priest. You had to uh, have him confess your sins for you. You confess to the priest. They confess to God. You don't have to go to a priest anymore. You don't have to confess to a priest. You can confess directly to God. You don't have to pray through a priest anymore. You you can pray directly to God. That's what Jesus did on the cross. In fact, the Bible says, this may shock you, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're a priest. It says it over and over and over. It's called the priesthood of the believer. At Saddleback, we use the phrase, every member is a minister. It's the same thing. That you don't need somebody between you and God. You now, because of what Jesus did, have direct access. And because you, you may have never thought about this, are a priest, whether you're a man or a woman, old or young, if you're a follower of Christ, 
You have the authority to anoint people with oil. You have the authority to pray for people's healing. You have the authority to do all the things that the priests used to do in the Old Testament. Now, to understand what it means to live an anointed life, and that's what we're gonna look at, you, you anoint my head with oil, and what is the meaning of that? What is the blessing of being anointed by God? Um, we need to go back to the very basic. You're not an accident. You were made by God and for God until you understand that life won't make sense. We've talked about this many times. God has a plan for your life, a purpose for your life, and the significance and meaning of your life comes from figuring out God's plan on your life. God has a purpose. And the Bible says before you were even born, God planned what he wanted to do with your life. It's called your calling. Your calling. And the word in, in, uh, in Latin uh, is uh, kaleo, or Greek, is kaleo, means to call out. And we get our voce in, in Latin, which is... Um, we get vocal, vocalize, voice. It is God calling you. Did you know that you're called by God to do something with your life? You may be called to be a marine biologist, but it's a calling. You may be called to be a taxi driver, or a banker, or an investor, or a homemaker, or a teacher, or a nurse, or an artist, or a musician. Everybody who's alive has a calling by God on their life. Now, many people miss that calling and they go off and do their own thing. And that's why they're unhappy, that's why they're unsatisfied, that's why they're unfulfilled. Because you'll never be fulfilled doing your plan. You're only gonna be fulfilled if you figure out what is God calling me to do. Some people think that God only calls missionaries and priests and you know, nuns and, and, and pastors and people who do church work. No, 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 no. Everybody has a calling on their life. You could be called to be a businessman. You could be called to be a politician. You could be called to be a salesperson. And what God calls you to do, listen, he wants to anoint you to do. Let me show you some verses. First look up here on the screen. The Bible says this in the book of Ephesians, that God made us what we are. He wired you. You like sales. You like math. You like music. You like uh, instrumentation. You like organizing. You're an administrator. God made you what you are. And in Christ Jesus, God created us, each of us, to do good works, which he planned in advance for us to live our lives doing. Do you realize that before you were even born, God planned the calling on your life. He planned the purpose on your life. Now that's very, very important. And this is where fulfillment and meaning and purpose come from. But here's the catch. You cannot fulfill your calling the way God wants you to, on your own power. You need what is called God's anointing. And anointing is the power and the insight and the energy and all those things that I mentioned earlier that allow you to do what God wants you to do. If God has a job, he's gonna give you the ability uh, to do it. And so what I wanna do real quickly is summarize the entire Bible uh, and what it has to say about anointing and anointed life in about six statements. Can you write fast? Okay, this is, this is a cliff notes on the Bible on anointing. So take your notes down. This is very important because until you understand your calling and you, until you get your anointing, you're not gonna be fulfilled in life. Okay, number one. Here are six things I've learned about God's anointing on my life. Number one, 
When God appoints me, he anoints me. That's the first thing we learn. When God appoints me, he anoints me. God never asks you to do something without providing what you need to do it. When he gives you assignment, he's gonna give you the empowerment. When he gives you a plan, he's gonna give you the power to do it. When he gives you a strategy, he's gonna give you his spirit. God's anointing comes with God's appointing. And the anointing that God wants to give you in your life, new power, new energy, new insight, only happen when you start doing, using it for what he wants to give it to you for. God has promised to help you out. If God calls you to do something and you're scared to death, you feel incompetent or incapable or inadequate, God says, that's okay. Look at these verses. 1 Thessalonians 5, 24. The one who calls you, that's God, is faithful. God is faithful. And he will do it. What does that verse mean? Whatever God calls you to do, he's gonna give you the ability to do. He's gonna help you do it. He's gonna put his spirit in you. And if God says to do it, you can count on his anointing. The faithful, the one who calls you, he's going to do it. A good example of this would be when God gave the very first assignment to his very first followers, the, the first 12 disciples. Look up here on the screen. Acts chapter one, verse eight says this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That's anointing. And you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Now that, when he, Jesus gave that assignment to the disciples, was an impossible assignment. They, there was no way they could possibly go to the ends of the earth. There were no planes, trains, automobiles, no ocean-bearing vessels. How in the world are they gonna get to Australia from the Middle East? How are they gonna get to South America or North America? It was physically impossible. God will often give you an assignment that physically looks impossible, but he says, I'm gonna make it possible, and we're gonna figure out a way to do this, and I'm going to empower you. So God says, my appointment uh, comes, or my assignment comes with an anointing that goes, goes right along with it. Okay, number two. Here's the second thing we learn. God's anointing makes me a better person. If you think you're good now, it's nothing compared to what you could be with God's anointing on your life. God's anointing transforms you. It changes you from the inside out. It gives you abilities you did not have on your own. Now again, there are many, many examples of this. When somebody is anointed as a, a king or prophet or whatever, uh, that all of a sudden they got new abilities and their life was turned around and changed because of the anointing. Here's a good example. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, Samuel is a prophet and the first king of Israel is a guy named Saul. Saul felt very inadequate. He thought, I, I could never be a king. And in verse one of chapter 10, it says this. Then Samuel took oil and poured it on Saul's head. And he said, God has anointed you, see this outward symbol of an inward commitment, God has anointed you to be the leader of his people. Now Saul is anointed, but he still doesn't believe it. He's still insecure. And so Samuel goes, I'm gonna give you several signs. And over the next several verses he says, this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen. And then down in verse six, he says, Here's the thing that's gonna confirm your calling. Verse six of 1 Samuel 10. God's spirit will come on you in power. 
And you're going to speak like a prophet. He said, you're actually going to be walking with some prophets when this happened, some spiritual men. And he says, you will be changed into a different person. Circle that. You're going to be changed into a different person. And after this happens, you, whatever you do, whatever you think is best, do whatever you think is best, because God will be with you. Well, what is this verse teaching us? That when God actually anoints your life, when you receive God's anointing on your life, it changes you. You see, how does it change me? You're gonna be more competent, you're gonna be more confident, and you're gonna be more calm. You're gonna be more confident about what God's called you to do, you're gonna be more competent about what God's called you to do, and you're gonna be more calm about it. When you are worried, when you're nervous about your job, about your calling, about your vocation, then guess what? You don't have the anointing of God on your life at that moment. You don't feel competent, you don't feel confident, and you don't feel calm. When God comes into your life, it changes you, and all of a sudden you got a whole lot more confidence about what you know you're supposed to do with your life. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's PastorRick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in His promises. That's why Pastor Rick created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study Book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you'll dig deep into Psalm 23, experiencing God's unrelenting love for you and discovering why this passage can become the foundation for your faith. You'll learn to trust the goodness of God in every area of your life. Throughout this study, Pastor Rick will show you how to revolutionize your life and your relationships. Rest and recharge your body and mind. Create a habit of worship instead of worry. Practice loving God and others well. Use your time for the things that matter most and stop comparing and start being content. As you go through this guided experience, you'll practice meditating on God's Word and as you do, your focus will shift from your fears to your Father and you'll move from feeling overwhelmed to overflowing. The Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study has a vegan leather cover and is packed with 288 pages full of scripture, Bible teaching, exercises, inspiring photos, and artwork. This spiritual growth resource is yours today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the Word of God to people around the world. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a closing thought. 
If you've been blessed by this message today, here's what I want you to do. Share it. Tell somebody about it. Now, there's a lot of great ways you can share Daily Hope. One of the easiest is by posting it on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram. But you'll find a share button today next to the message on my website, pastorrick.com. Don't keep the good news to yourself. It's too good to keep to ourselves. We've got to pass it on to others. Thanks for listening today, and join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.